People, 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 good morning, good morning, good morning. You already know who it is. It's Arsenio Buck bringing to you today another episode in terms of Gary V. Now, obviously, my voice sounds much, much better. Probably not 100%, but a hell of a lot better from yesterday. Because yesterday was just, oh, it's just one of those days that a lot of things just fell apart. And, of course, you know, I was a little bit sick and the microphone's still not working. So that's why I am doing this podcast from my phone. But, guys, without further ado, I can't came across one of Gary V's, of course, uh, he was talking about documentation, not creation, okay? Uh, so, there was, well, actually, I wrote a blog on two parts of this specific chapter before he went into a story in terms of how someone else is crushing it. So, there was a huge quote in there, and you know what? I want to talk about this because this is my favorite part about everything. So, here we go. It says, he said, of course, of course, quote, he said, have you ever been watching a movie or TV show when the kid who used to star in all the school plays and talked about making it in Hollywood suddenly appears on screen? Or you seen the face of someone you used to know or on the cover of a national magazine? It's almost impossible not to get worked up about it. You say, holy shit, excuse my French, I know him, he did it. And you know what? From then on, whenever the conversation makes it possible, you will probably slip in the fact that you knew that person back when nobody else did. Now, as excited as you are, imagine how excited your old acquaintance is knowing that hundreds of his old classmates are having the same reaction. Especially if he was mocked or put down and daring and tried to make, you know, putting his talents into becoming a star, you know, into fruition. Believe me, it feels good. Guys! I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, I'm going to give you three stories, and I'm going to tell you what I did last night. There was a guy by the name of, I forgot his name, but I'm just going to tell you his star name. His name is Neo. Neo used to go to my alma mater, Rancho High School. Of course, Neo's one of the most famous, or was one of the most famous R&B singers back in the late 2000s. Let's just say, like, 2007, 2008, 2009, he had a lot of hits. Neo. Used to go to high school at my alma mater, and he used to get picked on by one of my friend's brothers by the name of Demario Butler. Now, my friend, his name is Terrell Tucker. Demario Butler is his older brother, and he used to, I forgot where he used to play. He used to play basketball professionally. I think it was in the D-League in America. And the next thing you know, he's like, hey, Arsenio, you know Neo, right? Yeah, he used to go to Rancho. My brother used to pick on him. Yeah, and now, how about now? See, that's the best part about making it because you can actually go back into the faces of those who have basically, I guess you say, you know, ridiculed you and, you know, made fun of you and picked on you. Instead of getting the AK-47 assault rifle, just say, you know what, you're going to be working for me real soon. And then boom. You know, there was a guy, uh, actually one of my best friends, he went through a very, very rough childhood, and that's why I adore him, and I admire him so much, because he, uh, he practically, you know, escaped hell, you know, uh, and he was actually put into a foster home because of so many different reasons, and there was a guy at his foster home by the name of Logan, and I remember he used to have some very interesting stories about this particular character by the name of Logan, and it was nothing good. And I remember I was walking home with my clothes one afternoon. And then next thing you know, he called me from New York. And he said, hey, do you remember Logan? I said, yeah, that's the guy you used to make fun of all the time. He said, I never used to make fun of, of him. I said, yes, you did. He said, no, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. I said, bullshit. He said, anyways, he 
I just saw him on TV. He was on Shark Tank. And he's a million-dollar entrepreneur. And I said, wow. That put the biggest smile on my face. Because I love seeing people spur themselves on to success, even though it didn't come. You know, it didn't come to them naturally. See, a lot of us, we go through so many things in terms of social, you know, society. The social aspect of everything. Being picked on, being bullied. See, a lot of those students out there in Japan who unwittingly throw themselves off the platforms of trains to kill themselves and commit suicide. Little do they know they can actually turn that around and say, you know what? That's cool. Keep picking on me. I will kick your ass, but you will be working for me real soon. And I'm going to give you the biggest grin and I'm going to put you through hell. Now, of course, it's not about vengeance, but it's about using all of that constructively. Um, there was another, who is it? Okay, I gave you Nia, I gave you Logan. Now, of course, me. I told you, uh, in terms of basically me getting Facebook messages. Now, I don't know who this person is. I really don't. Because it just says Facebook user for whatever reason. I don't know if the person's blocked. I don't know what it is. But they were like, Arsenio! Exclamation mark, or exclamation point, exclamation point. I can't even speak this morning. And I'm like, okay. And I can't respond because it just says Facebook user. So then I get another message. I just had a dream about you. I was wondering how you were. The next thing you know, you're internet sensation now. I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, who is this person? You know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this person is. I don't know if it's a female. I don't know if it's a male. So I ended up unblocking everybody. All the women I've, I've, I've blocked from like 2010 up till 2018, I am blocked them all. Because I was really interested in who this person was. And of course, they went on to say something else and said goodnight. And I'm like, okay, well, I know a male wouldn't say goodnight unless he's from a culture outside of America. So is this from, you know, is this from someone from America? What is this? And so, honestly, to this day, I still don't know who it is. But at the same, at the same token, I guess I could say. I am just so happy that I've been able to create that online presence now that so many people are getting, you know, they're, I, I guess, you know, somehow we're all connected. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you straightforward. We're all connected. How was this person having dreams of me on one particular night, ended up Googling me and found everything about me? So there was another girl that actually denied me a prom, a prom invitation back in senior year of high school. Her name was Marja. And last night I was like, okay, I am blocked everyone. So let me look up Marja. So I clicked on Marja on Google. And of course she came up on LinkedIn. Of course she doesn't have a picture because for whatever reason, the uh, people are really scared of using LinkedIn in America because they think there are a lot of stalkers out there. Anyways, well, not all people, but a lot of women. So she didn't put a picture up, but I saw that it was her because she went to UCSB for four years. Then she went to Georgetown, did this, did that. And now she's an analyst. Not for a TV host, but it's like a financial analyst or, or financial advisor, whatever you want to call it, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, good for her. Another girl, that was, and she was stuck up as hell. She was stuck up as hell. I'm telling you, she was one of the most stuck up individuals I've ever met in my life. She lied about prom to me. You know what I mean? These are the moments I love. Another one by the name of He Sun Lim, Korean-born American, and she, was, she thought she was the hottest stuff on the planet. She went to the University of Penn. Oh, yeah, I'm going to the University of Penn. I'm better than you. I was so, I was so, you know what? Because I was actually in the same class as her. Fourth period, U.S. government honors in, uh, what is it, senior year of high school. And I was so, 
I I was I wouldn't say irritated, but I was so I was scared of her pretty much. I was intimidated by her because she was so quote unquote smart. So I Googled her name, boom, she came up, and I'm like, oh, she doesn't have a private profile anymore, although you can't see anything. She hasn't created an online presence, and she still has that same thinking that she had back in 2006. She is scared that so many people are going to try to come in contact with her. And I'm like, same-o, same-o. But it wasn't her that messaged me. I still don't know who it was that messaged me. See, that feeling that I'm going to get and that I'm going to continue getting for the next 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of people... Probably coming back to me and saying, oh my god, Arsenio, I can't believe it. I haven't talked to you in so long. How you been? I see that everything's going well for you. Blah, 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 I'm going to be like, yeah. But you also remember back, you know, back in high school, you didn't used to talk to me because you thought I was just, I, I was, you know, a thug. Remember that? Because, of course, my alma mater, you had the medical program, you had the aviation program, and then you had the regular program. I was in the regular program. I wasn't in medical, thank, thank uh, the universe. I wasn't in aviation, thank the universe. I was just one of those, quote-unquote, regular students. So the students, of course, in the medical program, they thought they were better than everyone else. And, of course, they were from rich families. So you had the Filipinos by the name of, you know, one of my friends, Jackie, and her sister, Jessica, who I think is now married. Uh, their parents had a really nice house, and I think, you know, they had really nice jobs and stuff like that. He's son, her parents, uh, what is it, they own places. All these people had much more money than I did, period. Okay, because, you know, I still lived in one of those neighborhoods that it was just so dirty. I was afraid of bringing any of my friends to this neighborhood because, well, it was just a bunch of nasty ass thugs around there. And then they would look at me and say, oh, my God, that means you're one of them, too. Right. But no, 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 no. See, that was what my mother has always thought from the previous life before. That's what my current circumstance was at that given moment. But now what I've created. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful thing. See, I love the fact that I've been able to stick to my game plan. Regardless of everything that has happened in my life, that everything is supposed to happen the way it should for me to be at this moment right now. But I am so grateful for all of that. And you know what? I'm not going to say, yeah, you remember this? I'm not going to stick it back in their face. Now, Gary V does. He's like, I'm going to come back and I'm going to stick it in their face. That's not me. I'm just going to just shrug my shoulders and say, hey, you know what? Thank you so much. I'm not going to ask them how they were unless they were actually a friend. Now, by the name of Marja and Heeson and all those, I guess you could say, quote unquote, Asian Americans that thought they were just so much smarter than me that they wouldn't even say hi to me in class. Stay, stay who you are. Just like the women who are in the Sky Train that I'm getting ready to see probably in the less than 20 minutes. Give me those dirty looks. Continue giving me those dirty looks. Do not smile at me. Once you know who I am, absolutely not. That's not how I roll. And you know what? Gary Vee went on to say at the very end. He said, your natural gifts can take you only so far. If you want to be the best, you'll have to work at it. But avoid being a perfectionist. Perfection doesn't exist. Okay? It's totally subjective. We earn people's respect and loyalty when we let them see us up close and dirty. Knowing that should ease any misperception. That you have to start this process fully formed. You guys understand? Remember, there was a time when Kobe and Beyonce had to use their last names. Remember when Kobe first entered the league, 1996-1997, they used to say Brian, Brian, Kobe, Brian, Kobe, Brian. Now, of course, everyone just says Kobe, 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 Kobe. Beyonce? I remember, what, what was it? Her last name was Knowles. When she was with Destiny's Child at the beginning of the 2000s, no one knew her. 
But next thing you know, she split apart. She ended up becoming a name. Did everyone know who Justin Timberlake was when he was with NSYNC back in 1997, 1998? Nope. They did not. They knew Lance. They knew everyone. And the next thing you know, he split apart. And he formed a brand all by himself. So, guys... Everyone is going to, and not everyone knows me by my last name because my last name is just like a very bland last name, but that first name is so unique. Why? Because there was a famous comedian by the name of Arsenio Hall. Anyways, I'm getting a little bit off track here, but you guys understand the point. You're going to have to constantly beat on your craft. See, Will Smith, he said, he said, I'm probably not the most talented. I'm not the most this. I'm not the most that. But where I really thrive is having that sickening work ethic. When they're asleep, I'm working. When they're doing this, I'm working. He said, you know what? When I'm on a treadmill, I'm going to die on the treadmill until my opponent stops. And he said, that's, on, that's the only way that you're going to achieve success. Imagine running on a treadmill beside someone. And you're like, listen, I'm not going to give up until you give up. It was just like the scene out of Men of Honor. When the African-American, uh, oh my God, Carl, Carl Bershear, that's right, the first African-American Navy diver, and of course his commanding officer, he said, listen, I don't like you, and of course he said this to him, and he was calling him racial uh, slurs and stuff like that, he's like, listen, I want to see how long you can hold your breath, if you win, I'll never bother you again, if, you, if I win, you have to resign from the Navy and never come back here again, he said, deal, and guess who won, Carl was willing to die. He was willing to die at that very moment just to defeat his commanding officer. That's what you need to do. You need to be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to sacrifice everything. And see, in the wake of just two days ago when I was just walking down that long-ass jungle road hoping that somebody would pick me up, I said, you know what? At that given moment, I was no longer afraid to die. Crazy as hell, huh? No, seriously, I was walking there's no way I would have been able to walk 15 kilometers without, you know, f collapsing and someone scraping my body off the pavement. No, I said, you know what? There's no way I'm going to be defeated. While everyone is driving in cars, I'm walking. And someone turned around by the name, of course, of, uh, oh my God, his name's so interesting, Aston or Ashton. And he turned around and, of course, he came to me and he said, hey, man, I'll give you a ride. Come on in. You see, you have to have that type of work ethic. With whatever you're trying to attain in life, you need to tell yourself that you are willing to die in order to achieve success. You are willing to do the unthinkable, the unmatchable, the un whatever you want to call it, to achieve. Now, see, I stayed at that job. I stayed in different workplaces around the, uh, the country and the world and everywhere. Whereas I'm like, you know what? I need to make this money just so I could get the hell out of here. And I did so. I did so. Why? Because I had no other choice. And that's what Carl Brashear's father said to him. He said, you know what, Carl, I want you to get into the Navy and they're going to call you all ki kinds of names. Don't come back here. Don't ever come back here. You get in there and you fight. See, if my mother gave me those words, oh, I'd be able to take over the world. She'd say, you know what, Arsenio, you're going to go through a lot of racial hatred out there in Thailand. But you know what? Don't give up. It's not their fault. They're living... They're living basically their lives through the eyes of the media. Do not let them control your mind. If my mom would have gave me those words of wisdom, there's no way I would have been taken down. But the thing is, in retrospect, I'm very happy that I've gotten taken down while living out here in Thailand. I've gotten dis I, my I, my entire character was destroyed. 
But you know what? Now it's built it, it, I guess you could say, I've built it up into something that's just remarkable. So, with that being said, guys, documented, not created, uh, this is what you want to create in life. And this is the best part because so many people are going to be looking up to you from all over the world, just as they are with me right now, with my podcast in Spain and Ukraine. It's amazing. Why? Well, because, well, I guess I'm the shit. So what are you going to do? That's my question for you today. With that being said, guys, thanks for tuning back into another podcast. Stay tuned for some Tony Robbins tomorrow morning and Friday morning. Napoleon Hill, Saturday and Sunday. And I will be doing a podcast interview with an up-and-coming entrepreneur that already has a wonderful business. So stay tuned for the dates on that. And as always, have a wonderful morning, afternoon, and evening. Your host, Arsenio Buck, as usual, over and out.